0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Well, welcome back to Lighthouse Experiment. This week we have <laughs> myself, Ashley Chandler, Jim Parkin, and Dina Wiegand.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank this you. This is an episode I've wanted to do for a while. What we're talking about, so Sunday, well, I was before we started, I was telling Ashley that 50, for some reason, has made me just super, super emotional.
2: <laughs> right? I know.
1: I, <laughs> I don't know. i do not why. an emotional
2: person. Hit 50?
1: And it's, so I was telling her, I stand, when Carrie's not at church, when she has to work, I stand in the back, like opposite of the entrance door's okay. corner. Yeah. Somehow it's become like a sweet spot for me. But I'm back there, and, like, when the message started and everyone was, like, standing up and engaging with it, even though, you know, it was, like, as if Pastor Adam was in the room, I'm back there all teary-eyed. And then, so, but you spoke, and you said before we got started and you compared the church to a hospital or an ER. And so (laughs) that, too, I'm all back there. I'm like, why am I crying at that? (laughs) But the reason is, is I've been living with that thought in my heart for Years. Okay. And just, and then Pastor Carl and I have had several conversations of how occupational ministry and being a first responder, how similar it is. And it has so many comparisons. Yeah. So tonight, or today, do we say tonight? I we don't say know. tonight,
0: but people get it. If we said today say and, it, and somebody uh, was listening uh, to it at night, I wouldn't mean, uh, be confused. <laughs>
1: anyway, cut that. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I wanted to talk about, kind of those okay. comparisons.
0: Yeah. Now, I like that analogy, and I think it's super important. And I think it's been, just even with Lighthouse, to have the awareness for the first response industry um, and community has been really neat. Yeah. So, but that really does put it in a really powerful perspective.
1: It's similar in that when I'm going or responding to something, it's people at their worst. Yeah. And when I walk through the doors here, a lot of times they're coming in here at their worst searching for something. I right. have no idea what, and just the responsibility that that has. And it can look like, you know, so the thought I had was, so how will you respond? What will be, is that you respond, you're a first responder responding as someone who wraps around families doing foster care or around our youth or actual first responders like this ministry. Yeah, But it's just... It was just cool to hear you say it because sometimes I just think I'm plumb crazy and have these <laughs> thoughts. I'm like, I'm just going to keep that to myself because right. I don't know, Right. you know.
2: Yeah. There's so many hurting people, right? Right. Yeah and how many people have come to the church, not just Freedom Center Church, but the church in general, yeah. and they walk out saying, well, they didn't do a thing for me. Right. And that's, I was just thinking about that today, actually. And I mean, even how many times like I myself will go to a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And I walk out saying, well, that didn't help much. And, yeah. but I think what just today, thinking about it, what it all came back to was because they're putting something on me, right? When right. I go to the doctor and um, he says, "Well, you need to lose weight, you need to cut your salt," you know, and mm-hmm. I walk out saying, "Well, psh, I know that, but there's a you have to apply it, right?" right. Yeah. And I think that's the same with when people came come to the church, and you tell them, "Yeah, your marriage can be healed and made whole." But husband, you've got to love your wife as Christ loved the church and right. lay your life down for her. Women, you have to submit. And those are both hard yeah. truths that nobody wants to hear, right? Oh, yeah. And so they walk out saying, nobody helped me. right? And um, so that's just thinking today about comparing the two, the church to the hospital, and um, just how there's always something we have to do, right? Right. That, and it comes
0: back to us and what are we willing to do and exactly um, yep i think of those instincts and the training um, and just being like different trauma that comes in is treated a different way
2: yes right. some
0: is forceful some is like put that pressure on and then other of it is you you proceed with caution like you're careful right. about yeah. it and stuff and i and i think that even a ministry knowing how to engage with people in the appropriate way yes. um, some people aren't ready to be at that place to really, really want to sacrifice what they want to really have what God's best is for them Yes, um, I think of even just a couple weeks ago when Pastor um, taught on forgiveness that we really have to give up our rights and forgive and the kingdom is released in that you know but that's that's very sacrificial to give up what you want the the judgment right. that you want to hold on to and so that looks like so many different things and I think when we can walk in such a tenderness to the Holy Spirit tenderness in our experience and, and people to really ask what does this person in front of me need because even if they weren't Ready to, maybe they're not ready to receive it, or maybe you're. Um, what's the what's the triage? Maybe right. you're the person to get them to the doctor. Right, you know. So it could right. look like so many different things. Um, it's it's messy and it's hard.
2: Yeah, and that's. I mean, just like with being an EMT, right? That's sometimes you get on the scene and it's like, why did I get called for this? Right. Versus sometimes man, you know that without you, the person's going to die. Right. Everything. And the instincts just kick in, right? Yeah. All of that. And it's, um, your job is so, I don't know how you do it. I really.
0: But a lot, a lot of folks have said the same thing about you, though. Right. But I mean,
2: I'm like, when people, when Jim encounters people to me, it's like, they're not only needing help, but. They're, like, freaking out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they know they can't do anything for themselves in that time. They're, um, I mean, for me personally, the thought of riding in an ambulance scares the <laughs> crud out of me. And, like, I will do anything to – they thought I was having a heart attack once, and I was just like, no, don't – please don't make me get in. And I started having a panic attack. Right. Yeah. Over, Top, you know, but I can imagine – That's super common. It is. And so having the – you know, to know when to say – Get your butt in the ambulance, right? You know to know when to have that firm hand and when to have that yeah, talk gently and soft and everything, and that's your job is just you have to be in tune with Holy Spirit a lot. Well, yeah, and for I sure. Can imagine if you're not, you can do damage to people, right? You like not well, physically, but
1: well, I mean, sometimes perspectives get yeah. get shifted and. And, you know, anger seeps in, and, and all that is the enemy. Yeah. You know, and people don't know. Right. You know, and they're just trying to trying to get by. And, you know, I once said on an episode that I don't think it's possible to survive, uh, you know, any police, fire, EMS career without God. Yeah. But that was the episode where the Holcomb's on, and Brian corrected me. He like, said, well, people do it all the time, you know, and kind of.
2: But do they know, thrive in life? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right, right,
1: And so, you know, my thought with the comparison is, is, is different, but the same in that, um, pastor was telling me one time how in a single day he'll have different phone calls where one will be, we're getting married. Hey, we're finally having this baby. Hey, I'm leaving my wife and Hey, I'm, you know, my kid's addicted yeah. and just up and down and back and forth. And where that compares is because we'll respond to someone who's overdosed. Yeah. And we maybe we save them, maybe we can't. And then the next call is just grandma and she's just lonely. Yeah. You know, and she can never know about the call before us. Right. You know, and it's just it's just so intense. But I think that in the church, especially this church, I, I really you know, I grew up in Lutheran church, but especially kind of focusing on Freedom Center church. There's so much to do and it's such a, we, our focus is so outward yeah. and it's intense and it's how do we kind of keep people excited and motivated and at the same time, you know, keep them protected. In the military, in training, there's a, a, a phrase that's stay alert, stay alive. And, you know, the, I mean, I think we all would agree that the enemy is everywhere,
2: Yeah, even in here
1: you know, so
2: very much so,
1: you know, and and like you were saying on Sunday with kingdom builders starting and, and, you know, kind of, um, momentum building, there's going to be attacks. Yeah. And, you know, when we're out there in the field, you know, in the ambulance, there's constant, we live in a culture now where people hate us. Hate cops, (laughs) they, you know, they don't, they don't like when any of us shows up. I had, we responded on Saturday actually to a call, who was pretty significant. It was a kid having a seizure, but just as we were getting to the street to turn the corner to approach the house, our dis the dispatch, uh, the nine one one dispatcher told us to stage, because there's information that they are not responder friendly, so they will want to fight. I'm thinking, man, that's, how? It's complicated. Earth
0: like who called? That's and who they call them there. You know,
1: but. The, the mother called, but she's, you know what I mean, she's, for whatever reason, doesn't like police or fire or EMS to show up, but she called for us to show up, you know. And it, so, to me, it's kind of like the person who wants to come here, but when they get here, they're mad at everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. Because that is very common, right? Right. That, um, and that's when we just have to pray that Holy Spirit comes in and... Um, Takes over, you know. Right. Um, I mean, you know, my personality. I'm like, well, then why are you here? You know. Right. (laughs) And that, which that's why I'm saying that's not good. But then you've got my husband, who is so full of mercy. So, so I just always pray, God, let them encounter someone like him or Ashley or you know, not me,
0: because that my personality type is to say to them, then why are you here? But we need that too. We need both because there's definitely, I have good friends that will tell me the truth and even tenderly tell me exactly what I need to hear and, and I've had to wrestle with it and it's not fun, you know, and I've been on the other side of those conversations, you know, but I think that, um, I don't know, there's probably a proverb somewhere that talks about that wise counsel and, and being able to sharpen Mm -hmm. one another, you know, and, um, I think people are just so wounded that all they can see is their pain. Right. You know, so to be able to even acclimate to like, wait, no, this is a safe space. Right. Not everybody's out to get me. Right. You know. Right. But when all your experiences, you know, or maybe the closest people you were, you know, whatever, has done X, Y, or Z, you know. Yeah. Um, So I think trying to not take it too personally, but at the same time. I think if you really care about anything that you do and care about people, it's going to bother you, you know? So there's this, I I feel like there's this dichotomy between trying to keep your heart safe in Christ, but at the same time, like, just lamenting for people and just breaking for them too, you know, and and trusting God to, like, lead you in that moment by moment, you know? Like, our Savior is a fullness of joy, and yet he was a man acquainted with every sorrow and every temptation that we would ever Mm -hmm. face, you know? And so he somehow... And is sovereignty and perfection does both. And so he'll show us moment right. by moment how to do that. And in our yeah. humanness, we're not going to be no. able to even, like, touch it, you know? But right. right. But, I mean, I remember Sarah Kern um, one time saying, because I, I kind of expressed kind of the same type of thing. Like, I, I could never imagine being a first responder. Like, what if I messed up? Or what if this? Or what if I didn't know what to do? And she kind of, like, was like, well, I figure if I show up, I can do something. And if I right. don't, yeah. they're worse off, you know? Yeah. So I'm like... I guess I never and really thought about it like you that. You
1: know, so. that's the exact same thing here. Everybody yeah. has something.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody can offer something. And yeah. If it's just, you know, walking somebody down to the kid's end and getting them checked in. Yeah. Or is not being a jerk. <laughs> if that's it, you know. Right. I'm not a greeter and that's a good thing. We wouldn't we wouldn't you know we right. wouldn't want me to do that. Right. And that's it's, you know, we just that's not my wheelhouse. But but it's right. cool that we have people for every, every aspect here. Yeah.
0: And that's clearly the message. It's not everybody do everything. It's you do what God has called you to right. do. I think, too, whenever we take the time to
2: know somebody else's story, right? I mean, in that case where the lady, the mom, didn't want you guys to come, I'm like, what happened in her past to make her that way? You yeah. know what I'm – where her child – needed help, and yet there was still a, um, a hesitancy, I guess you can say, right. to have somebody come and help her kid. It's like, what happened? And um, I think that's, in the church, if we would learn just to hear somebody's backstory, you know, um, this is kind of a funny story, but I remember when we had a couple come to the church, and the husband had been struggling with pornography, and it just so happened to be... Um, The Sunday that we talked about, addressed it from the platform and everything, but that same exact Sunday, um, and this is whatever, um, I was praying, and as I was praying, my husband walked by and smacked my butt. Eyes closed. So I'm praying, like everybody, well, this couple happened to have their eyes opened because they were like, we were just so wounded and hurt because of what they were going through in their own marriage that... Is there a God? Is there not? You know, and right. they were really struggling with that. But he smacked me, and I was just like, "What are you doing? Don't like that was on live stream, you know, <laughs> and stuff." But um, lo and behold, that was part of God speaking to them that this is a safe place, first of all, and um, but it's we would have never known had we not taken the time to gut. To hear their story about where they came from, how God used that, and everything. So I think it's just, we just go about life not realizing or not taking the time. I think the world is just like this these days. Right. But when you actually take the time to sit down with people and hear their stories, honestly, that I go from being, well, then what are you doing here, to my heart breaks for them. And when I hear, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm... You're wounded, you know, and then all of a sudden this whole motherly instinct comes around me and I'm just like, back off, Satan. You know, not today. You don't win. You don't get this person. You don't. And all of a sudden this thing rises up within me, right? That's We talked yesterday about um, God raising a standard against things. And that's – but yet on Sunday mornings I'm this, 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 and so I don't take the – it's not that – I like to say I'm too busy, but if I'm too busy to stop and help somebody, then I need to reevaluate that and everything. But hearing other people's stories, I think, would just help us diagnose the problem a lot right. better and help us know how to help the people instead of, you know, hearing, oh, well, you need to see a, I don't know, a cardiologist, not a, dermatologist, right? Right. you know, and knowing that, oh, Ashley's really gifted in this, or Jim's really gifted in this, and knowing the body and everything, so.
1: I think with that, you know, you guys have a lot going on on Sundays, so just kind of like if you look at it like an ER, there's a triage nurse, and she's out in front, you know, and there's levels, you know, there's levels all the way to a a doctor in residency to finally the the director of the ER or the the doctor who's in charge of everything, or, or the attending physician, and everything goes in levels. I think that we have enough here. I think we live in that in that world where there's enough of us with enough of those giftings yeah. that if so, <laughs> in in some ways, if somebody's gotten to you, then somewhere along the line, one of us has missed the boat on something, you know? Right. So I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that, that yeah. there's enough of us. But the same thing happens. I walk from one end of the building to, I drop my kids off and stop probably a half a dozen or more times. Yeah. Just from one end of the building to the other. And it's, you know, it doesn't bother me, but I might be missing somebody.
0: I know that, that, I mean... It's a
1: weird balance. It is a weird balance.
0: And even, I mean, the Chandlers are, like, both ends of that bookend, (laughs) right? Right. You know? And so, I mean, there's been times where, I mean, so many times where Nick has not even waited. Like, he knows. He's not even waiting. He's just going right into service. And I'll miss, like, two of the songs because I got to say hi to everybody, you know? And, um... But I've had some pretty incredible conversations in that, too. But then there's balance of my husband would really like to go to church with me, too. You know, so right. there's that little bit of, OK, well, then maybe we should I should make it a priority, be a little bit more on time. <laughs> you know, Nick likes to be on time. I'm always like, I got three more minutes. I'm good. I'm good. Right. You know, so right. I think, again, just um, letting other people step up into their giftings, yes. trusting people to, to serve and offer what they have. Knowing that there's gonna be that little bit of messy iron sharpens iron, but there's a there's a pretty awesome system and groups that are in place and all sorts of things yes. that are happening here that people are still gonna be people, mm-hmm. but people get to still be people, too, and right. be able to step up, too, and I think that that there's a really good balance here, and I mean, even down to um, pastors going to the guest room after services, you know, like being intentional with making themselves available to, to talk to new folks that are coming in, and so I, I think that there's a lot of intentional ways, and at that point, you know, again, kind of going back to just letting the Holy Spirit lead us, you know, in those yeah. moments, you know. Yeah.
1: So. You know, that was one of the weirdest things when when Carrie and I started coming here was the availability. Of the senior pastor.
2: Yeah.
1: And we grew up in Lutheran church where a pastor would come out from some, I don't know, some back room. I don't know what he was doing back there. Well, I, <laughs> you know I mean, well, that's not true. I was a, for a couple of seasons an acolyte, you know, an altar boy, if you were. But So I know what was is where he was praying and getting ready for service, but they were never, ever pre or right. post service.
2: The thought of my husband doing that would kill him. You know, um, that with me stepping into the role that I have now, and um, he just feels such a, um, a release to pastor the people, if that makes He wants to be where the people are, right? That's what's the Disney character that I want to be where the people are. <laughs> you know, he just wants to be out with the people and everything, loving on people. And um, it's just really fun to watch him do that and everything. So um, we've gotten several comments lately about not only was he available, but he had time to have a conversation with me, and he was locked in the whole time. It wasn't people coming up and interrupting, and even if they did, he was just like, you know, I'm in the middle or whatever. And um, so it is a unique thing that he is accessible to people like that and everything, so...
1: And most people I know, like people that w- within our ministry that have just started coming and stuff, that was a big deal, a yeah. big deal to to have him be and wanting to know their story. Yes. Wanting to, how did you get here? Yes. You know, and that's you know, that's a big that's a huge thing.
2: And you know, that's honestly why we've positioned him out in the foyer, is because when he was in a room, for some reason, that was really intimidating to people. To I don't want to go be in a room with.
1: <laughs> well. Right. You
2: know, <laughs> with the pastor and um, having him out in the foyer where people do feel like they can approach and that he's accessible and everything. So it's finding out just like you have to in a hospital, right? Where the doctors, the nurses, the triage, finding out where at, we as a ministry team, where do we all function right. and, you know... You got me that I'm probably the lady that checks people in, because (laughs) what do you need? I will tell you where you need to go, you know? Yeah. And um, so it's really fun to watch as our staff is discovering their positions, their um, God-given places that he's called them to, that we're now starting to see people in the church that are starting to take that boldness, if you will, to... Oh, okay, then my gifting is, you know, and finding that. That's why yesterday I just really felt that people need to be released to be the doctors and the nurses and the specialists and the, because God's called all of us to be a part, right? It can't Mm -hmm. just be, if this is just a body of believers that have a few of us functioning, then we're not going to function very properly or, um, You know, we're not going to be a healthy body for long. But when everybody gets involved and the people that we can minister to, man, that's exciting. It is. And that's, people are like, I can't do it. You can pray. You know, all of us can pray. And that's the number one thing that, but I guess I was going back to uh, you being an EMT when we were in Columbus a couple of years for the marriage retreat. um, My husband got very sick and we had to call the ambulance. And um, I don't handle medical situations well at all. Like, I am the last person you want. And, like, (laughs) they came and got me once and said somebody's bleeding in the main auditorium. And, like, I'm like, call 911. And, like, (laughs) they're like, you don't even know what's happening. I know, call. You know, and um, whereas he is just the dude, you know. Mm -hmm. He's done it all, knows it all, military background. And so they showed up, and I pan like, I don't know. They're asking me, do you want to take him to the hospital? Do you want to? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And, you know, and they're just looking at you. And I felt intimidated at that time. I felt um, very overwhelmed. I had to call Dan Abel, which we barely knew the Abels, but I'm like, I need help. I can't make these decisions. And, but I thought then what a difference when an EMT shows up on the scene, right? They can either bring peace and, or more chaos. Or yeah. more chaos, and that's—I yeah. mean—and not—they had food all up and down their shirts. Like I was oh, like, did no. you guys just like walk out of Arby's or something? Oh, you no, know? they probably ran out and, of Arby's. <laughs> well, maybe, but I—it just—I um, just thought there's such a difference between—I um, just feel like sometimes you've got those EMTs that show up and they—they take—I don't know—authority is the right word, but like they take over and they bring peace mm-hmm. and they can calm you. And they can like, you're okay, you know? Right. And that does something for me versus Absolutely. the, I need a decision right now. What do you want to do? What do you, you know? And I'm just like, ah.
1: So what's interesting is we're actually in the kind of the generation, if you will, that I'm trained up in, kind of you were more trained to bring chaos and animosity and um, anything but peace, kind of like everybody's. Nobody is, is worth being treated well. Everyone's lying to you. Everything's fake. Okay. And so so I, I embraced that. This is like pre-saved gym now. Okay. And I fully embraced it. Right. Working in the city. I mean, there was times that that I had actually would have people who would call us for trouble breathing. I'd give them oxygen, but literally make them carry the portable oxygen to the stretcher. Or say things like you said on the bench, stretchers for sick people. And then I start coming here. You know, we go real straight away. Karen and I went to Romania and then got into a life group with the Cromers. Okay. Which was, you can imagine, that was intense. Yes. And then, so then we get baptized. Okay. And I've told this story before, but I got baptized on, I think it's October 5th of 2015. And then my shift, I've always been Wednesday through Saturday. Got back in service on Wednesday, and we got in the city, and I was like, huh, where'd all these people come from? You know, wow. my partner thought I had lost my mind. I'm like, oh, there's humanity. Wow. There's really, there's, there's, these are people that I think are like, they're actual people, not just problems, not puzzles to solve. And it really changed like every bit of my perspective. And so that, a lot of that is part of, why we're doing lighthouse experiment? Yeah. I want other people to be able to flourish. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just go from call to call to call. And there's still days. I have days. You know, I have days yeah. where I'm like, we're here because you're non-compliant with your cardiac medication, and you should just be compliant, and we wouldn't we wouldn't be in this situation right. like on a weekly basis. But at the same time, those are people that I've developed relationship with, and then they'll be like, I know. Right. <laughs> you're right. right. It's just cool. that we're all able to kind of function in our own little part of the body.
2: Yeah. I think it, um, kind of comes back to like Adam was saying yesterday, just be present with people. Right. Right. Which is, um, I mean, coming back to a medical situation, um, Maddie a couple of years ago was losing her mom. I mean, like having to make the decision, uh, to pull the support, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, she really wanted me at the hospital. And I just freak out at those things. And um, I kept coming up with every excuse possible, right? No, it's church. No, it's this. No, it's... But my husband can come. He can be up there. You know, JD was already up there with her. But I mean, he's 19 years old. Maddie's 18. Doesn't... Her dad's not in the picture. Um, You know, that's a huge thing for an 18-year-old to have to make the decision. And... I was like, "No, I'm not I am not going." And I remember Kim Smith calling me and saying, "Put your big girl panties on and get <laughs> to the hospital. This isn't about you." And I'm like, "What am I going to say?" What and she's like, "You don't have to do anything. You just go be present for her." And I remember I was just like that was a foreign concept to me, right? Because right? I'm like I can't do that. But she's like, just your presence will speak volumes because you'll bring peace or you'll bring, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever you walk in with. And I remember praying all the way up there that God give me what I need, that when I walk in, you know, and um, when I walked in, I saw her and we both just sobbed, but Maddie hadn't cried to that point and she needed to just get it out. Right. And once um, I was able to let her do that, I left I mean, I don't even know that we said words to each other, and um, that's when she was able to say, "It's in my mom's best interest to turn off life support." You know, that right. if I hadn't been there to just be present, um, that wouldn't have happened. Well, little did all of us know, three months later, it was going to be Kim Smith in the hospital, laying there with or sitting there with her husband deceased, right. and I remember saying, "I don't want to go to the hospital." And the words of Kim coming back in my head, put your big girl panties on and get there. Right. You just have to be present. And I think so many times we aren't just present because... It's painful. It's painful. They're going to ask me questions I can't answer. Or, you know, putting... I think I was putting too much on myself. And it's just go be present with people. Right, and exactly. I think that's EMTs, like Ashley's saying, when you walk in... And you're present, you either are carrying, right, Holy Spirit with you or you're carrying something else. But when you're just present with Holy Spirit, man, there's so much beauty that can happen and um, healing Mm -hmm. that can happen. And I mean, it was healing for me to go and do that because I'm like, I can do the hard. Right. I mean, that's, I think something else Adam said yesterday was be emotionally present. Don't just, you know... Mm -hmm don't just show up and whatever but um if somebody's gonna cry let them cry don't try to shut it down you know because you're uncomfortable with it um don't try to whatever just be emotionally there and everything so which is hard because like you said my husband can we'll get a call that we're finally pregnant and it's like woohoo you know oh we're getting divorced and then you're like huh so sometimes you're just tempted to I'm just going to Play it just, you know, right here. No Keep Everybody kind of
0: at a distance, right. yeah.
2: But I'm just going to be emotionally here. And um, but what a difference! Yeah, That's important, right, that we all pray and fast into this because um, I just don't want people walking in and not finding God and finding His peace and that He does have an answer for everything. And um, just after the week last week, I mean, it did. It felt like. Man, we are, like, in ER right now with people just coming at us with, like, right now need, you know. Right. My marriage is falling apart right now. And it's kind of like, well, if you would have gone for those checkups, right. you know, we wouldn't be here yep. now. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of those things, but you do go into the, okay, we, we got to be ready for all, all situations for those checkups mm-hmm. and for the ER visits and everything, so...
1: Right on. Cool. No, just thanks for listening to our listeners, and thank you, Freedom Center Church, for the space and the opportunity to record here. And as always, you can also check out the Morning After podcast and Sunday services on this same network.
0: Mm -hmm. We'll catch you next time. (laughs)